Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. And today is actually episode number 30, which is crazy, but I am really excited uh, with how the show is going, and I am excited to keep it going and keep doing more episodes for you guys. And, you know, I really appreciate that you guys are out there listening. Um, I hope you are enjoying the show. If you are, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, and also you can send us some feedback, like, directly at PiecingPod on Twitter, and also you can find us on Facebook and our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. Um, I want to know what you guys are thinking about the show. We're 30 episodes in. I hope that we're continuing to make the show better. I hope you're, if you've been there since the beginning, you find that the show keeps getting better. Um, and if you have any feedback or anything, definitely get in touch. I'd love to hear from you guys. And of course, uh, if you're not already subscribed to the show, make sure you're subscribed. You can find us on all the podcast apps. Whatever app you're listening on right now, you can subscribe on that one, and that's perfect. So uh, with that said, uh, episode 30, today we are going to be talking about Searching, which is a movie that came out well over a month ago already, but it's one that I really wanted to do here on the show and just never got a chance to. Um, but it's a really cool movie. If you've seen The Unfriended movies, this kind of has a similar thing going on where everything unfolds from computer screens, phone screens. Uh, it, it's, it's not so much found footage as it's it looks like you're looking at a computer the whole time and it looks like you're seeing things in chat windows and in uh, FaceTime and Facebook and uh, Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And whereas, you know, we'll get into it in the episode, but whereas I always kind of thought of this as like a gimmicky thing, I mean, they really pull it off in this. And, you know, I guess that's a testament to the director and the cast and really when it comes down to it a great story not just a gimmick but a great story and you know what we get into that a lot more in the episode and today we have a brand new co-host with us it's jacob toronto from chasingcinema.com let's jump into the episode Alright, so today on the show, we actually have a new guest with us today, a new co-host. Um, today we've got Jacob Toronto from Chasing Cinema. Jacob, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we met with uh, another friend of the show, Josh Bell, yeah. when we went on our little road trip to see Weird Al, and 
I've wanted to have you on ever since, you know? So Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be on. And it's so funny because we really, besides Weird Al, like this is our first conversation. <laughs> I know, right? So. Yeah, but hey, we, we had fun. We were playing movie games in the car and everything. Yeah, it was, so. it was a great, it was a great, it's, it's a great, like, first time we hung out story. Definitely. Going seriously. to Weird Al's self-indulgent tour, which Absolutely. is awesome. Absolutely. And yeah, and I mean, I've, I've checked out your reviews since then. And okay. so, you know, definitely you're somebody who I've always, you know, thought would be good to have on the show. So oh, I appreciate it. I'm glad I'm here. Today we are talking about searching, which has been out for a little while. Um, normally, I try to uh, stick to movies that like just came out, but this is one I wanted to do, and we were supposed to do an episode. Uh, me and one of the other co-hosts, and just timing just kind of got screwed up, and we never got to do it. I still had my whole list of notes. So I was like, "Let's just <laughs> let's do just it. do it." Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. it's still I'm not theaters. doing all this work for nothing. Yeah, go 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 catch it at a dollar <laughs> cinema or something, you know. Um, so yeah, today we're doing searching and, uh, we might as well jump right in. What is your first puzzle piece? So my first puzzle piece isn't something that's too far out. It's actually Unfriended, a horror movie that came out, uh, two years ago, obviously using the same kind of presentation. Uh, my yeah. puzzle pieces all have to kind of really have to do with the presentation of this movie. Um, sure. uh, you know, I think Unfriended, which was a movie that it seems like most general audiences weren't particularly crazy about, was a movie that I really loved. It in my top 10. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I just think it was really fun. I really just kind of love the way they presented it. You know, I think the biggest problem sometimes is that when we find a new way to present uh, movies, you know, found footage, things like that, we just depend on that to be the main source. And while Unfriended does heavily depend on it, it kind of comes up in new ways. And I think Searching really dives deep with it and really knows how to use it to its advantage and doesn't use it just as a gimmick, but uses it as a way to as a social commentary, as a way to kind of really extend the movie. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I When those Unfriended movies came out, and I never actually did see them, um, honestly, I'm not a huge horror guy. Okay. Yeah, I, I like gore and splatter and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't like just straight horror yeah. too much, and um, so that kind of turned me off. But the idea did appeal to me, you know, as a big nerd, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting that they're going to try to do that. I'm glad a movie like Searching came along afterwards, and I think it is the same producers, isn't that right? Yeah, I believe I believe the same producers are. Yeah, um, or at least a few. Yeah, so I'm glad that it uh, they came around with something a little more interesting for me using that kind of a you know I, I gimmick is the first word that comes to mind, yeah, but I mean it's really more than that because I mean they really do use it to an effective way. I think. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and and you know, and I think. Um, What's you know, it's really interesting that you know, I mean, and of course, like that is the modern times of just spending so much time on screen and living behind your computer. Yeah. Um, and you know, being a Mac user, which both these movies um, use as their 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 point of reference, uh, it really just feels like that's just kind of where you feel very comfortable in that setting. You would think, yeah. you know, you tell someone, you know, at least maybe someone who's not as savvy technically uh, that you're going to watch a movie that takes place on the entire movie, takes place on a screen, and they are completely like baffled by it. Right, yeah. But it feels very kind of comfortable. The only thing that I've kind of continued to think about is just how dated it's going to be eventually. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's why the what my favorite thing about the whole movie, despite the fact that I like the movie like straight through, I, I like the mystery, I like everything, and we'll get into that more as we go, but I love the opening, how it shows, yes. like going through all the windows and all the different versions of windows and all the different technologies. And yeah, you know, it was really cool. That um, that actually just gave me another puzzle piece that I'll wait because I was about Good. to say like, oh, that reminded me of this because I was thinking the same thing. But yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'll go into my next puzzle piece, which this one, not so much the the story or anything like that, just so much as the impact of technology on all of our lives. And my first one is the social network. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which of course is about Facebook and this movie 
as we were just saying, it goes from the old days of instant messenger and all that stuff, but eventually ends up on Facebook, but also just, um, showing throughout the story about how technology affects all of our lives and how we have grown along with it and how it's gotten better while we've gotten more technologically advanced ourselves. And, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, the social network is, I think probably one of the better movies of the decade. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and that's a movie that I constantly find myself wanting to revisit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's a a big factor, you know, you could watch something and be really hyped on it and then, you know, if you don't think about it in five years, you know, that's, that doesn't really say much, but the social network has always held up and anytime I catch it on TV, I always want to watch it. I mean, it's a movie, great, great performances and it does kind of really translate and really revolves around the whole, again, social commentary about this movie, about who we are and, and who we portray ourselves to be. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, and, uh, I, I just, I, I love that too. You know, again, like I said, I'm a big nerd. I don't know about you, how big of a nerd you are, <laughs> I'm but pretty big. Yeah. I'm pretty big. Nerd. So, yeah. So seeing that unfold on screen, I mean, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but all right, cool. What, what's your uh, next puzzle piece? So, um, well to go off that, I, I have them in a bit of a different order. So let me mix them around a little bit, but, okay. um, to go off social network, um, not, not, I guess not only the movie, so much you could include the TV show, but I thought of Catfish. Um, really, kind of just going off the point that that I was just talking about. You know, this movie really deals with uh, John Cho's character trying to figure out who his daughter is and realizing she's not exactly who she thinks he is. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's really interesting that she's kind of portrayed, uh, you know, in this way, at least in his mind. And then when he kind of di- dives deep into social media. He discovers something else, and you know that's kind of the craze right now. It's catfishing, you know, this sure. huge thing, and um, obviously that plays a bigger role later in the movie. Yeah, um, you know, but uh, I mean, I think this really kind of captures the the idea, and, and really the social commentary, and where I think the themes of this movie really kind of bring it to the forefront of of unfriended. You know, what makes you compare these two movies? Obviously, one's a silly horror movie. This one is kind of dive deep, but this movie really is trying to tackle some some good ideas and i think it really looks at how we kind of create that image of who we want to be and who we want everyone else to see us as and i think catfish is a good idea because well it's kind of a double-edged sword right because there's the idea that catfishing has something to do with the movie mm-hmm. and then catfishing also has something to do with this character and how she portrays herself on social media she has all these friends but yet it seems like she doesn't have any and, and all right. these you know and i guess that goes back to social network you know so yeah, no, I absolutely. I actually had catfish on my list as oh, well. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, um, a hundred percent. And uh, it, it's funny. I, I was just thinking. I wasn't even thinking of this beforehand, but I was just thinking of it right now while you were talking about it. How um, you know, this movie's not a horror movie, but you go a few years into the future when I mean, with deep fakes and all this stuff happening yeah. right now. I mean, catfishing is going to be a straight up horror show in <laughs> yeah, real life, yeah. and. Um, yeah, I, I can picture the sequel to this being like straight up scary because yeah. of the level that people are catfishing each other. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. And you know, and I remember seeing that movie and I remember being so intrigued and and also kind of leads into my other puzzle pieces because it was marketed as something that was real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before the show came along, I remember seeing trailers for the catfish movie. I wasn't working as a, a critic or anything yet or re- reviewing movies, but it was you know, like, oh, this is a about this. This is a documentary about this guy who fell in love with somebody, and all this crazy stuff happens. And then they brought the show out, and you see how big of a problem it really is. And yeah, you know, um, you know, it's actually trending. The first time we go on Twitter, the first time John Cho goes on Twitter, we see catfish trending on the trending page. <laughs> I didn't notice and, that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, it just really kind of sums up. I guess what this filmmaker is really trying to say about what he thinks about what's going on in today's world, you know, and I think the best way to do that is through the the computer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 
it was too new for me to put it on my list, but I'll just kind of mention before I go into my next puzzle piece, a little bonus puzzle piece, but Eighth Grade is another movie that really shows yeah, what today's absolutely. technological world is like for people. Yeah, and, and I think Eighth Grade, and it's so funny because I found multiple strings between this movie and a few other movies that have come out recently. Uh, I even connected some of this movie to A Simple Favor. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, and I think they're all kind of intertwined, but also with Eighth Grade is you have this, um, where eighth grade is really a hands-on touching story kind of about a girl finding herself, but also the relationship with her father, yeah, where yeah. you know they are constantly butting heads, where this movie is about a story of a daughter and a father who aren't even really in the same area, let yeah. alone, and we kind of learn about their relationship. And those few moments that they are together, I think, are the most heartbreaking. Like I think yeah. my favorite part of the entire movie is that scene when he comes up to ask her to come down and watch The Voice with her. Right, and it's on, yeah, I yeah. believe, either the anniversary of the death or her, her mother's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just, and John Cho does such a great job and she does he such a great amazing. job too. Yeah, he's he's a really talented. Yeah. Did you ever get to see Columbus? No. Yeah, neither did I. But yeah. I've, I mean, I've heard phenomenal things yeah. and I'm so glad that he's kind of really, you know. He's yeah, it's, elevated. It's wild. Yeah, he, John Cho is uh, coming into. <laughs> He's his one own, to watch man. for sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right on. Well. Um, okay. So for my next puzzle piece, uh, this one is mostly about the tone and uh, the realism of of when she is a missing person and when they're looking for her, and that is Gone Girl. Um, and to me, the the uh, the, the manhunt for her. Uh, totally reminded me of of that and that um, how it looked like the events that unfold on our TV whenever these kind of manhunts happen in real life. You know, uh, I guess manhunts kind of missing person. I don't know. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, yeah. But um, and just yeah, and just throw this in. Gone Girl is also on my list. So oh, we could just right go on. kind of volley on that. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but uh, also both are just you know great mysteries. Really, mm-hmm. like with with a, a really great um, use of the twist the twist you yeah. know um you know some movies they end up just kind of going too far and you know and this one really i think it it twists the right amount <laughs> you know what i mean i i do think that the the twist and how far it goes does go a, a bit you know it does reach a bit but not to the point where i don't believe it mm-hmm. you know not to the point where i say okay i'm done i'm out you yeah. know but it is, you know, I, I, I do kind of sit back and, you know, I was thinking if I would have been satisfied with a different ending. But, um, you know, I, I think it twists just enough, in, yeah. you know, and, and, and I agree with you. And I think this is, I mean, I was trying to think of a name of what we would kind of call these type of movies because that's kind of really been a big thing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these, these really intense mysteries of people going missing and these really intense whodunits that kind of revolve around missing people um or this particular case where no one believes someone and yeah and obviously this movie it doesn't i mean i thought it was going to go to a point there's a point where um a, p- a major piece of evidence is found and um the media is ex- examining how john Cho reacted to this piece of evidence and if he was guilty because of how he reacted and obviously that's a major thing in gone girl yes it's, it's they, they dive way more into it in gone girl and i thought they were going to go there here for John Cho, and there obviously is. There's some kind of like, oh, maybe he's the one who did it, right? Uh, of kind of 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 talk, but it's nowhere near as deep as that. But obviously, there's some influence from that. Yeah. By the way, uh, it is cool to get into spoilers on here. So if you at any point, oh, are, okay. like stopping yourself, you know. Oh, all right. Yeah, we we 
We definitely consider piecing it together to be a show to listen to after you've watched the movie. Oh, um, okay. To t- kind of dive deeper in right, and start getting I'm more. I'm so used to you know everyone always you know yeah yeah you know you, you spoil something you get condemned at the stage, yeah so. I know uh, yeah so well obviously when the car is found then yeah you know and, and the idea that um, they're pronouncing his daughter dead or missing you know after a certain amount of time and he kind of reacts with this very shrug look. Um, you know, that is very replicant to when we have all those pictures taken of Ben Affleck and Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I guess to to make my thought about the twist, uh, well, I guess we could go back to that. I'm sure I'm sure our conversation will lead there again. Sure, absolutely. Um, all right, it's cool. So what is your next puzzle piece? So my next puzzle piece uh, is probably my own. Okay, no, that's not true because I added one, but a, a bit of a jump, and it's the Blair Witch Project. Okay. Um, again, this is kind of referring back to style. Not that I think the found footage uh, genre, which Blair Witch was kind of the pioneer for, mm-hmm. um, is a direct reference, but it was a way for filmmakers to present their material in a different and unique way. Uh, and I do wonder, now with the success of Unfriended, obviously it having a sequel, which I didn't get to see. Did you? You didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, and now we have Searching. There was also a movie called The Den that used this technique where it's kind of all around the computer. Mm-hmm. And now I just wonder, like, are we going to, you know, one day curse Searching and Unfriended? Like, we <laughs> right. curse Blair Witch for all the found footage movies that are yeah. going to be made. But at the same time, I mean, Blair Witch was a movie that really kind of pioneered this specific subgenre or this style, if you will. And while Unfriended did come out before Searching, Searching is going to be the mainstream. Searching is going to be the one that mostly everyone's going to see first. Sure. Uh, I think Unfriended was was a much smaller movie. I, I, most of the time, if I bring it up to people, they don't know what I'm talking about. Where Searching has been a very hot topic and, and a movie yeah. that people are talking about. So it will be, for most people, the first movie that really uses this technique. And I'm not saying for sure that Unfriended was the first. I, there might be a movie sure, that was yeah. before Unfriended that used this technique, or at least maybe not throughout the entire movie. Um, But, you know, I think that really reminded me of this kind of really groundbreaking way uh, to, to, to reset and how we present things. And uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's a really, I mean, I found it to be like this really great breakthrough because it's, you know, obviously filmmakers always trying to push the boundaries and do certain things. And of course you're very restricted with the computer and, you know, in terms of comparison of Unfriended and Searching, Unfriended is really, really strict with itself. It doesn't really go beyond the boundaries of a computer. Where where Searching does take a few um, moments where it's a bit of like, okay, we're going to... I mean, you're sticking to what you were saying. Mm. You know, but like the GPS sequence and then using the news where we cut to actual footage. You know, these are moments where we're taking liberties, but still very cleverly finding ways to kind of stretch those boundaries. And, you know, I mean, so good for them because they were able to do more and show more footage and not be so restricted yeah no absolutely uh y- y- you know it helps when there's such a gripping story yeah well. no absolutely you know because <laughs> you, you make this i mean and yeah i'm not saying this is, is the key to making a good movie sure, you, you, sure this movie could get very boring very fast and you know yeah. watching unfriended i was afraid that searching wasn't going to do it for me because you know, I mean, it's going to get old. I mean, yeah. once you've seen it and once you've kind of really appreciated it, I mean, how much can you watch? And, you know, um, Unfriended, like I said, Unfriended really didn't go beyond the scope of the computer screen where, you know, searching kind of goes other places. But it's it's the gripping story and, you know, the ideas and themes that the movie are, tr- are really trying to illustrate that make it very yeah. good. It's not just the style, but it's something that you can't uh, shy at either. Yeah, and your your point though, like back to your original point about Blair Witch Project kind of ushering in like all all of these you know of this genre. It's um you know it's true. Like I, I wonder if we'll be seeing more of these. Like one one question I have, and I don't I didn't look it up beforehand, is what the budget was. I'm assuming 
to create all the visuals of this was probably a lot more expensive than your average found footage movie. You know what I mean? You know, that's interesting because um, I, I honestly, I could look, I could try to find the budget, um, but, you know, I really don't know because, I mean, I, I guess... I would assume that we'd have to worry more about licensing than anything, right? That's true, too. You know, like, yeah. I, I'm sure they had to get licensed and work with Apple. Yeah, we're, we're not on U-Book, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're not yeah right? Flipper, we, were using, you know? we were using all of these titled <laughs> things. So I, I guess maybe that probably ran up the budget a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we're, I mean, we are using, like, specific apps that we use. And Unfriended did the same, and that was a relatively cheap movie, though. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they use Spotify, Skype. Uh, they they used Facebook, and you know they were obviously on a Mac, so iMessages were a big part of it. But I, I don't know how much that would go into. But that is an interesting question, you know. I I don't normally do the bonus puzzle piece thing. It's not like a thing of the show, <laughs> and I just happen to do that eighth grade one. Okay. But I want to throw another one in here too Let's to go along it, with your Blair Witch project. We're doing first. Yeah, we're making we're a, pioneers, just like an, these guys. Uh, this is amazing. <laughs> this is great. We're breaking ground. Um, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, the way that. Each new one, they added a new thing. Like, even if it was just, like, a spinning camera in the yeah, one yeah. movie or, like, you know, they added different different technologies each time. And now we're to where we have every technology inside of a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I mean, to be honest, and, you know, everyone will always kind of look at Blair Witch as, as the pioneer. But Paranormal Activity really revamped it in a, in a big, bad new way. Yeah. Part of that was through the marketing. I remember... Like everyone being like, oh, there's this movie that was banned. You have to go on the website and, right. and register your city so it gets shown because it's a banned, true, you know, found foot. And it kind of really revamped. And even though everyone eventually found out that the Blair Witch, which was, I believe, in 1999, yeah. uh, was, you know, obviously wasn't real, everyone started second guessing the, uh, the paranormal activity. And they were like, maybe this is real. You yeah. know, obviously it, it's very quick to realize it's not. But, you know, um, you know, for for the for that moment, you're kind of like, oh man, this is real. So it, it did revamp it, and I think yeah. you could kind of look at that. Like, unfriended was the Blair Witch. Unfriended to Blair Witch mm -hmm. is searching to paranormal activity. It's kind of the revamp and what's going to bring it to the general audience. Sure, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, my next puzzle piece actually kind of goes along with what we were just talking about with the whole licensing thing. Um, and th this is more of a silly one here, but it's. Uh, and a lot of times these are lifetime movies, but it's yeah, yeah. movies where they have to Google info. Yes. I, you know what I mean? And a lot of times it's not really Google. It's, it's not it's Google. It's search. Or it's, it's so like, funny. You know, I think I think it was night school. I just watched something where someone was Googling something, and it was called something so insane. I was like, really? Like, that's where we went? And I, I wish I could remember the name, and I'm pretty sure it was night school, but I could be wrong. But yeah, that is Flibber. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it is these outrageous things. Yes, that's yeah, funny. Th those are always so ridiculous. But um, but yeah, no, the, and a lot of the times that is like such a bad cliche. But of course, building this movie around it, they really, really did it in a really interesting way. And it like it was, it it makes you. I mean, of course, I'm bringing it right back up here in the episode. But it makes you forget about all those bad movies where they're just searching for yeah, no, absolutely. Google, yeah, know? this movie, you know, and, and and you know, it's really has this kind of strain of authenticity to it. And you know, again, it, it really puts people, at least, I mean, maybe not everyone, but in a comfort zone, something that we're very used to and something that we're really, really associated with. So. You know, I'm sure most filmmakers go, eh, they won't notice the name. They know that someone's searching online, but it's mm. like the first thing that blasts you in the face. And you're like, that's not Google. That says something totally different right, because yeah. we're so familiar with it. So this movie, and I think, you know, part of it being licensed, I, again, I, I, you know, I don't know how much, how that really works with these companies or how, 
you know, the movies have to actually get licensed, but to do something so authentic and to make sure everything feels so real, um, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, from FaceTime and everything kind of really feeling very real and working the way the only, the only kind of gripe that I had in, in terms of maybe authenticity, I was like, man, these, you know, these people have, you know, amazing wi-fi because they're they're <laughs> they're they're streaming their video is just unprecedented so most of the time i mean it right, looks phenomenal yeah, right. we're unfriended i thought cleverly played with that and i think used that to to an advantage as a horror film you know mm. of kind of you know having these moments where the breaks where people freezes and then kind of comes back up and i wish they would have implemented that a little bit you know what as long as we're talking about our gripes here um <laughs> my one technological gripe with the movie okay um who uses their calendar that efficiently? <laughs> yes. Like, no, yeah, I mean, absolutely. every single event is perfectly timed. You yes. invite your family members. It's like, <laughs> wow. And I kind of wish I did that. I mean, yeah. it would make life so much more easy. Well, and know? I think that's just in general, you know, I mean, like, he was very, very organized on that computer. Yeah. And I was like, man, all these files would just be on the desktop yeah. at some point, which which <laughs> eventually does happen. But in the beginning of the movie, like, everything is very well organized and moved over. <laughs> Like, come on. Everyone just starts letting things build up in their downloads folder yeah. eventually. Let's let's be real. <laughs> so uh, what's your next puzzle piece? So, my, well, uh, the one that I had written down was social media, just because, you know, obviously that's a major aspect. But we've kind of talked on that. So while we were talking, I had a bonus one just like you. Okay. And this one, this one's going to be my far out one. You know, like I said, I just recently listened to your guys's podcast on the Nun, okay. which was very, very good. Nice. But it was pretty much just like who could think of the more obscure reference to the Nun <laughs> as possible. <laughs> yeah. So here's my obscure connection to uh, searching, and it's it's the Disney Pixar movie Up. You know, okay. uh, um, reason being is mostly for the beginning of the movie. Um, you know, everyone talks about the first five minutes of Up and how it's this really touching story that doesn't use dialogue and it's told very, very quickly. You know, Searching does the same thing and it tells this really kind of, you know, manipulating, but so is Up, but sure. but very touching and, and moving story. And, and the way that they tell that story is really, really great. I thought it was so clever that, like, as you pointed out in the beginning, we start with an old Windows mm-hmm. and we show these pictures and these videos of how things looked then. And we see how YouTube looked in the early days. And as... um his daughter grows up, the technology grows with her. And I yeah. thought that was such a clever way, but obviously telling the story of him and his mom or him and his wife and, and her mom and, and their, their kind of story throughout that I thought was, you know, really, really touching, but a very, very great way to kind of creatively, um, you know, divulge a bunch of information to the audience without just kind of being like, oh, it's been a year since your mother died, you know, and got kind of going into the whole speech sure. where a lot of movies go. You know, this movie was really about showing, not telling. Yeah. Um, and they obviously have, you know, some help with technology about typing things. And, mm. you know, I thought the whole like, you know, mom's visit or mom's appointment and then like the leading the appointment be- yeah. you know, was a bit much, you know, like, I mean, I don't know how, you know, but again, it, I think it worked for me. And I think sure. that to me was ex- the first thing I thought of. And everyone's like, what you thought of up all watching search. And I was like, yeah, no, no, really. Because it tells a really, really, uh, you know, great five minute story with, the, uh, in the very beginning without dialogue. I think it's perfect. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> tell you, that is a great puzzle piece. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. And it establishes the, uh, the family and it establishes the characters. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And I mean, it really, I mean, I'm sorry, but it, you know, if you weren't touched, touched a little by bit, that, yeah. Oh you no. Know, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and you know, again, you know, we, we've obviously haven't had much time to get to know each other on a, on a more personal level, but I'm a sap. Yeah. It doesn't take much to get me going. <laughs> and this movie had me going a few times. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, that that's a really good puzzle piece. Uh, I like that. And yeah, I mean, that, that scene and up, you know, absolutely is, you know, 
so great. Yeah, and this is awesome too. Um, good one, really good one. Uh, so my next puzzle piece. Um, and was that your last one? Or yeah, that's it for me. Okay, cool. Well, I I got one more too. Actually, so that's perfect. Um, my last puzzle piece, and I'm cheating a little bit on this one because I actually heard the director mention this one uh, right. in an interview. Uh, and that's Memento. Okay. Yeah, he said he was. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, he he said he wanted to make the memento of internet thrillers. Wow. And I feel like he kind of did. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, the twists and turns and the like digging up all the information and go like, yeah, I yeah. mean, absolutely. You know, instead of tattoos on his body, it was yes. Facebook posts. Yes, and, <laughs> and files that are impeccably yeah. organized. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, me- memento. Um, is I I think I I think it makes a lot of sense. And when I heard him say that, I hadn't really thought of that on my own. Like you know, that's definitely not one I think that I would have come to on my own. But as soon as I heard him say it, I was like, yeah, that, that does make it a does lot make of sense. Yeah, it did, definitely didn't come to me. Yeah. Um, and and not you know hearing the interview or hearing or seeing the interview, but but now the moment you say it, you're like, oh yeah, I could definitely put those you know pieces together. Absolutely. No pun intended. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so uh, we might as well then go to our finished puzzle. And uh, for the finished puzzle, the movies that we discussed are um, The Social Network, um, Gone Girl, Unfriended, Catfish, we'll throw 8th Grade in there, why not, Uh, The Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, uh, movies where they have to Google info, (laughs) uh, Up, and Memento. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a... Great list of things there. I mean, I'm not a big uh, found footage fan, but so we have a few of those in there. No, but, yeah, you know, absolutely. still, it's a great list of movies. Oh, yeah, no. there. We've obviously seen the, and that's again, you know, something I keep thinking about. I was like, when is this? When is this? Well, when someone starts using it as a gimmick rather than a way to tell stories yeah. or ideas, is that when we're going to be kind of regretting that it's gotten popular? Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, man, you need to figure out how you could start selling these, uh, you know, these puzzles because they're a great way to sell a movie. Because if right. someone's like, I'm going to tell you a movie and you just gave me puzzle pieces and then you're like, this is the movie. Yeah. It's a really cool way to go into a movie thinking way. So we got, yeah. you got to start doing like complete puzzles and revealing them to people who watch these movies. Yeah. I, 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 I want to make like a whole thing on the website or something yeah. where we, we do it that way. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But <laughs> I think it's a very cool way to describe it. Because if I was to say anyone, like these are the movies that this was influenced by, go see this movie and they watched it. Them knowing that going in, I wonder how much more they could probably pull out sure. in, in terms of relation. But yeah, I mean, Memento is so good. And I, I'm trying to think more about that, but you're, it's it's right, you know, in terms of its really creative way of telling the story, going backwards and things like that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the twists and turns, you know, um, you know, the major twist here with Deborah Messing having me evolved again like i alluded to kind of earlier was just a bit of a stretch for me mm. but you know not enough to the point where i didn't buy it you know yeah um i think it definitely works and you know it is a really interesting kind of tale but you know a bit of a reach. yeah no absolutely um so like as an overall though um i think it sounds like we both really like this movie quite yeah a absolutely lot. Yeah. yeah no for sure it was it was definitely um you know it was in i think the reason Part of the reason why is just I think it was so it was marketed so well. Yeah, I mean this was a movie that I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, you know, and, right? it, and and as someone who goes and sees movies all the time, sometimes that's a bit harder than it should be. Yeah, to like really get you amped up for a movie, and I was really amped up, and I and I wasn't disappointed at all. I think there is a bit of a lull in the in the middle of the movie towards the kind of middle, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I don't think it's, it's perfect, but and for me, I think my issues mostly kind of revolve around the ending and and kind of, but. You know, it also is just kind of 
what people have come to expect. You know, I think it's it's you're really in a hard place when you do movies like these or, or you go back to go- movies like Gone Girl mm-hmm. where there are these huge mysteries and you need to give people a satisfying ending. And sometimes the um, the simple answers like the when you find out when well they first they allude to the uncle. Right. Which was a bit too, which which came on too strong. I was I was going to be mad if that yeah. was it. You know, what I mean? for, for, it, it came on really strong and alluded to it way too quick. For I think, like you know, someone who's you know watched a lot of movies to be like, no, okay, this is just kind of you know, yeah, um, you know, a red herring or whatever. And uh, you know, then we have just the kind of random creep, and I get why you can't do that, even though that's obviously kind of the more authentic route is sure. just to be someone who's not involved. Because it kind of loses the satisfaction of like, I can't solve this because it's not something that I could figure out. Sure. And so they have to have a crazy twist that has all these intricate punchlines that people could figure out. And, you know, I mean, I guess looking back at it, it's really, you know, it's like watching a TV show where they have a guest star, mm-hmm. like a really, really talented celebrity, and they just kind of play this side character. You're like, he has to have a bigger point in this movie, <laughs> you know? So Deborah Messing, obviously being the other like major actor in the movie. Um, having a, a much bigger role, obviously, and we keep alluding to her kid. So it kind of, you know, there are the implanting. And, you know, for me, my giveaway was was dead on the beginning that it had to do something with catfishing. One, because it says catfishing trending when John Cho goes to Twitter. Right. And then I couldn't buy, <laughs> I couldn't buy that some girl's username is Fish and Chips. I was just like, that just doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't I don't buy it. <laughs> right, right. So I was like, I don't know if I believe that. And uh, so that was, but I mean, I think that was, I think everyone kind of saw it going in that direction at that point. But again, and I wasn't like, oh, man, I hate this ending. I hate the idea that Deborah Messing would do this. And she's, you know, but um, I, I mean, you have to kind of go along with sometimes. And to me, I really like the place of authenticity, uh, authenticity that was in. And then doing that was a bit of a stretch. And it mm. felt like a bit more going along with Hollywood, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't mad at it. You know how they do those... Uh... Uh, those special screenings where like you watch Jaws in a in a pool or like yeah watch, yeah, yeah yeah they should do uh, where you watch Searching and your only beverage is rainwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, very good. All right, so let's uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, Jacob, you want want to plug your uh, your website? Yeah, sure. So you can find all of my reviews every week at chasingcinema.com. Uh, for all my locals, I'm also on 98.5 KLUC every Friday around 8.45, 9 a.m. with Chip Buchanan doing movie reviews. Um, you can also find my stuff at unlvfreepress.com. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here, and I Thank hope to so. do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a, a little bit of inside baseball here. <laughs> We're about to record another episode. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, right on. Thanks again for being here, and uh, this was great. Yeah, thanks, sir. appreciate uh, it. Absolutely. Unstructured. On Unstructured, I have intimate conversation with a diverse range of people. I've interviewed a presidential candidate and a felon, not the same person. I've even chatted with a musher. Yep, a sledder behind a pack of dogs. And in these conversations, we learn what drives these folks. Please, come check out Unstructured. You can find Unstructured wherever you listen to podcasts. 
All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about searching. By now, hopefully you went and saw it in the theater because, uh, like I said, it's been out for a little while. Um, I was supposed to do this episode with a friend of the show, TJ Cross. But after we got our notes together and everything and scheduled a uh, recording session, he had to cancel it last minute. We tried to do it again. He had to cancel again. And then I was like, you know what? putting it on the back burner but hey the opportunity came up to do it with jacob and i'm glad to finally get jacob here on the show check out his website chasingcinema.com and uh as i alluded to there at the very end of our conversation we actually did record two episodes uh when he was over here so we'll be talking to him again really soon um so with that said that's the end of today's episode that's the end of episode number 30 that is crazy and i mean that's not even counting all the little mini episodes and the breaking it apart and all that kind of stuff 30 episodes of the main show you know what so far i think this thing is going really great i'm really happy with how this podcast is going i hope you guys are enjoying it too um make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you like listening to podcasts on we're on apple Podcasts, spotify i listen on pocket casts myself um but we're on all the major podcast apps you can also follow us on social media at piecing pod and you can join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group, where we have all kinds of conversations about movies. We continue the conversations from these podcast episodes and, generally speaking, just talking about movies a whole bunch. So join the group, be subscribed, rate and review us, and uh, I guess that does it until the next episode. So I just wanted to, um, at the end of the episode remind you guys that my new music video artificial is out now on youtube there'll be a link here in the uh, show notes um i'm super proud of this music video i think it just came out so amazingly uh it's been in a whole bunch of film festivals won a few awards already and actually uh i will be going tomorrow to the laughlin international film festival here in laughlin nevada uh for a screening of it there I actually won Best Music Video there last year for my video Back Into the Dark. I don't know what's going to happen this year, but hey, I'm looking forward to seeing the video on the big screen again. So that's the that's the, the prize for me, really, when it comes down to it. So anyway, I will be there, and then we will be back with another episode. And we got a bunch of movies coming out in October, so I wouldn't doubt that this is going to be a pretty busy month for piecing it together so if you're out there listening thanks for listening and we will be back soon with another episode and i'm going to leave you now with the song dead battery from my album an unseen sky
and all points west.